The Jeep Wrangler 4xe. It's electrified. So you can boogie woogie woogie up a mountain, over creeks, or boogie woogie woogie through a desert where you get bit by a pit viper. So you boogie woogie woogie back to camp and ask your friends if they'll suck the snake venom out. When they say no, you boogie woogie woogie to the nearest hospital for a dose of anti-venom and boogie woogie woogie your way to a full recovery. The electrified Jeep Wrangler 4xe. Learn more at jeep.com. Jeep is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. Hello, everybody. Christian Harloff here from The Big Thing, from the Christian Harloff channel, from Sith Council. Guess what we're going to do? The Big Thing Patreon officially launches on September 1st. Now, here's what membership is going to get you. You're going to get exclusive episodes of The Big Thing, Sith Council, the Rewatch series, plus weekly editions of SEN Live, Brett and Kate's Playdate, and much more. So you can sign up now at patreon.com slash schmodown and drop a comment and tell me what perks you want to see as we grow the community. So check out The Big Thing weekdays on Spotify, Apple, anywhere podcasts are found. We appreciate it. We'll see you next time. What's going on, everybody? Happy Wednesday. It's Comic-Con weekend, man. Starting today, it's nuts. And who better than to be my special guest? Attack Peter. You don't know him. You're missing out. Uh, I've known this guy for a while. He's a really good, great artist, great dude. And we don't need Mike. We don't need Steph because they're running around at Comic-Con and that's their excuse. Well, Peter's going there too, but he's a professional. So that's why he's here. Uh, we're going to talk to him about everything he's working on, the stuff that you'll be able to see if you're at Comic-Con weekend. But we're also going to talk about, obviously, Star Wars. That's why you tuned in. There's a lot of questions that you brought up that we'll talk about. The Skeleton Crew is one of the biggest budgets thus far on a series, Star Wars series. So why is that? Is that smart? We'll get into that and more. Uh, and if you haven't done it already, subscribe, man. We're trying to get to 70,000 subscribers by the end of the year, and we're going to be touring. Peter's from Miami. I want to go to Florida. I want to do Miami. I want to do Tampa. I want to do Orlando. I want to do all of it. One weekend. That's how nuts I am. I'm freaking nuts. Smash my head against the garage door later. Why? Because I can do it. What I recovered when I was 30? Not anymore. Um... We got more. We got Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that. But you got you to do it. You got to do it. All right, let's get into it. To Attack Peter at Sith Council. Bring it. I can feel your anger. It gives you focus. Makes you stronger. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Big Thing episode, the Sith Council. It is Wednesday, 20th. Comic-Con weekend, and I am joined by the man himself, ladies and gentlemen, Tech hey, Peter. What up, man? How you doing? Up? How was the flight? Oh, man. Flight was cool. I, I had my only uh, faux pas of the, of the week so far, which I left my super nice headphone case on the plane. I never leave anything. Oh, but, you, but, the, but the headphone case? Not the headphones. Headphones are okay, fine, fine, but I like the case. I like the little accoutrement that comes in. I get the little uh, USB charge. It's yeah. a whole thing now I got to think about. You know I, I, mean? I know, but I was going to say, like, I, you would have been in a much worse yeah. mood yeah. Uh, because I've, I've left headphones on the um, I've left headphones on yeah. the plane before. Yeah. It's not a good feeling. It's no, terrible. and you know, I don't treat myself to expensive accessories because i am the guy who leaves things behind my sunglasses our dollar sunglasses yeah i make them look good yeah as you should I, right as you should but you, gotta, you know you gotta... i i know who i am i lose everything yes as as do i um okay so we've got uh we got peter here to talk about some stuff i i'm gonna get into this on big thing tomorrow with brett but i have to at least ask because i'm fascinated by this story 
Did you, you hear about this Arnold story going around? No. Yeah, oh, dude, it's phenomenal. Uh oh, it's phenomenal. The actress from uh, one of the actresses from Harry Potter, one of the older ladies who was in Six Day with him. Um, they asked. I don't know why she was doing an interview for some show she's on, and they asked her about uh, how it was working with Arnold. Oh, and she said she didn't like him, and it's uh. why. She said that she. <laughs> He deliberately farted in her face one oh in, in, on one take, and it's like uh, or something. It's like, first of all, why tell that story now? Second of all, how fantastic! Hey, Camille, I got to tell you something. Uh, brace yourself. Here comes. Uh, I'm going to give you a little stretch. Up oh, is a blast. You didn't expect it, did you? Tell it next time you're doing the press for the Harry Potter. Tell him I give you the, put you in the blast zone. You got it from Olympus. Leviosa. Come on. <laughs> exactly. Can you imagine he got into like character? What a nightmare, man. Oh, this it, is a family show. It, it, it's yeah. amazing. So there you go, everybody. First I brought story. you something. What'd you bring me? Check us out. Cause, let's, see. Uh, let's see. I know everybody says you're a big pin collector. I'm, I'm just kidding. I know. No. Most no, of us don't. No one but, says it. But these are cool. I uh, got a chance a couple years ago to make like a pin and a print That's featuring cool. uh, Luke in the Tauntaun. Look at that. And uh, that's I'm, great. I, that's cool. I love yeah. that. If you uh, see me at Comic Con, I'll have yeah. some and I'll hit them up for you guys. But since it's Sith Council, yeah, no, this is like, good. Yeah. I'm gonna put it up. I'll put it up on the wall. Put it up on the wall next yeah, to all well, the DVDs that I'm sure you still watch. Those are Blu-rays. Blu-rays. And I do wear. Yeah, and yeah. I do watch the Blu-rays. Where do you want? You literally come in here, grab well, them, and then got, I got stuff back there. I got a, I got a PlayStation. You don't I like streaming? Xbox. You don't like the stream? I do, but I mean that's. But I it's. But here's the thing. Streaming, like the other I, the other thing that happened the other day with um my, my iTunes right. It's like so, Rob Burnett's house in here. It well no, <laughs> R&B has stuff all and plus all the toys are carrying all the Blu-rays. But I um so my. I think like the same. Well, you look at Apple, Apple Music, right? Yeah. That's the same as say streaming. Okay. Like now, when you have Apple Music, that's yeah. streaming. Yeah. So the other day, my I, I don't know what happened with my account, but and my entire playlist, everything was gone. I mean, I got mm. it back, mm. but all mm. my music was gone. Everything was gone because there was a glitch and it was gone. Mm. It wasn't physical. Mm. This is physical. Like so, if something happens on much. a streaming platform, I, for you, I'm telling you, I got it. I get got rid of it. Favorites. You know what you do? Once this is, right now, Christian's <laughs> saying when you hit, he hits seventy thousand, he's gonna burn all these in the backyard, and that's gonna be the live stream party. Oh, you're not. A, see, he's you're moving. Gonna, oh, how dare that's you? Eighty thousand, everything in a bonfire. No chance. No chance. <laughs> He'll rather, send the charge charred bits out to you guys. I'd rather move back to <laughs> to either Florida, New York, and just live in a in a, in a house all by myself, with nobody bothering me. You mentioned you're coming to Florida, but come to Miami too. Well, that's Florida. No, technically not. No. I just want to make sure that you're aware of that, being from Florida. True. Or spending some not. time there, yeah. True. It's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Talk to me. So let's get into some of these stories first. The it. first thing I wanted to talk about was this, um, this yeah. skeleton crew thing. I'll bring that up in a second. I'm super hyped for this show. I am too. I, wasn't, I didn't know what it was going to be about at first. Um, I think that's why I am hyped. Because you don't know anything about yeah, it? Yeah, it's a little, like, it's for the first time, like, you just have, it's been a while since we know nothing, nothing, nothing. Right. Like, even when it's. we know, There's a little. There's a little. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, who are these characters? Right, we don't right. Need nothing. It's going to be a lot of exploration, which is my favorite thing about Star Wars. It's world building. It's, it's uncovering something new. You know what I mean? So, the thing is with this, and we'll talk about the Go actual ahead. story itself, yeah. is more so here. This is, this is a new story by The Hollywood Reporter Revealed. Right. I've heard of them. That the new Star Wars series Skeleton Crow will have a budget of $136 million for its first season, Jesus which reportedly God. started a few weeks ago. Now, while no episode count has been revealed, it is safe to assume it's going to be between six and eight episodes, meaning each episode could have a budget between 17 to 22.5 on average. Now, this would be 
even more than what it cost to make each episode of The Mandalorian, which was around 12 to 15. Inflation probably played a big role in the rising prices, as did enlisting John Watts mm-hmm. as creator and executive producer, who's coming off the monster success of Spider-Man No Way Home, and Jude Law, who plays the lead adult role in the show. Even then, each episode will probably have even more budget for visual effects than The Mandalorian did back in its first season, and now the technology is already built. It will also become one of the most expensive television shows of all time. According to Yahoo Finance listing, it only falls behind Marvel's series between, uh, for Disney+. Plus. $25 million per episode. Stranger Things was $30 million per episode. And Lord of the Rings was 50 Holy crap. Um, I think that... Stra- I mean, again, I think that the, Lord of- the last Lord of the Rings... Trailer. Trailer was pretty good. Yeah. But... That's still a lot of money per episode on TV because there's no there's no return on it when you buy buy the ticket at the movie theater. There's more of a return. And you spend that kind of money, and when you hear Top Gun's 180 million dollars, and now it's made 1.3 billion, you go, okay, well, money well spent. This is tough because you can't look at the subscriber base and say, all right, we got this many this many people are watching it because Obi Wan was a cheaper show to make, yeah. and that was like the most watched show maybe uh, i think in in at least in star wars for sure i don't know if it's it's all disney plus but it's it's a highly watched show yeah. for a lower budget i mean i think with uh something like this it's so star wars is such a big brand but you have opportunities to do like like new a way to hook new people and if you have something that's potentially you know connected to the universe but potentially also brand new characters young characters you got a chance to get in new subscribers which i think is the main thing these companies got to figure out yeah. new subscribers that's the only thing like look at what's happening with netflix so if it's star wars but it's a new ip and you don't have to know everything about the universe now you can get your friends your family your spouse whoever to, to hang out and check it out with you and you can enjoy it on a deeper level but they'll have a chance to like get in yeah, yeah. i mean well this, this is the Might thing justify the budget well, they say it in the report, which yeah. I agree. One of the main reasons you got Jude Law, who's yeah. not cheap. You right. got John Watts, who is in in he's the top. I don't remember where Spider Man No Way Home ranks, but it's in the top three yeah, or four yeah, yeah. all time uh, yeah. blockbuster movies of all time, budget wise. So he's coming off of a big thing. He was supposed to do something else. Oh, he's supposed to do Fantastic Four. So he stopped to do this. I myself and Mike Kalinowski and Steph ran into John Watts. Right outside the hotel where we were staying at in uh, and we asked him about the show because he had said something about he had said something about it on the panel that I I thought was great because there was rumors going around before he even before he was announced on the show before there was a there was a show coming out that at first it was reported that it was coming out during the high republic times and that it was going to be about kids in the stranger things type of vein right and a little just because there was kids didn't mean it was going to be a kid show right right, Right. right. so that was always the rumor that turned out to be true to an extent however not going to be during high republic going to be during the right around the return of the jedi era so it so it links up to mandalorian and that's where i had mentioned this to mike when we first started talking how this tv is more of a shared universe than even the movies 100 and with ahsoka coming in and this so this plays into that tremendously and that's why I think putting this kind of money into it right now makes sense because what's been one of the biggest criticisms so far? It looks cheap. It looks like a it show. It looks like TV. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, they put it in. I, I think this is a good move yeah. because John Watts knows how to use it. That's a good point. He's a cinematic director. Yes, he knows yeah. how to use it. And he's doing the whole thing. That's what they say. That's what they're saying. That's, what he's gonna That's say. exciting yeah. because, you know, look, we were all psyched. And whatever you think about the, the you know, Obi-Wan series, there are moments that feel cinematic, but sure. there are moments that definitely don't. Yes. And, uh, you know, I think that's, the one thing that takes you out of the immersion when you're used to Star Wars being like the epicenter or the 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 debut of effects, you know, yeah. you know, and then when you feel things kind of 
little sci-fi channel-y, no offense, love the sci-fi channel. It, it takes yeah. you out of it. So I think, yeah, if you're going to do this, if you're going to go all in, get Jude Law and spend money on that. You, you make it work. Yeah. yeah I, make- I think Andor might be our first tease into what this feels like. So Andor, and yeah. there's a question coming up about that in our in our question section, yeah. but uh, just kind of to address it now, um, I think it's the show out of all the Star Wars shows that's not relying the most on the volume. I think they're going outside a lot of it, too. And I think that's going to make a big... I like the volume, right? But I think the thing with the volume is that... And it's... It's that our eyes are getting used to it now and not the best way. Like, you're starting to be able to tell... A little bit more. Oh, that's the volume. Yeah, we were all there when Spawn came out in the movie theaters. Like, this is the best special effects there right. will ever be. <laughs> yeah, because then you started, and your yeah, eyes started yeah. to pick it out and go, "Wait a minute!" And I think that's happening. The volume. I think that it'll continue to evolve. It's a tool. Yes. It's a tool like anything else. And great artists and great creators are going to figure out how to use the tool for all its strengths. And right. you know, there are practical effects involved. There is that episode uh, that. Uh, What's Grief Cargo's real name? Oh, uh, Carl Weathers. <laughs> what Carl Weathers directed that that with the, with the speeder bikes going oh, off. Yeah, that yeah, feels yeah, yeah. like the most cinematic Star Wars it we had in a while. Felt great, and I think that that's one of the yeah. that that's one of the things that I think that um, they, we also have to give them a little bit of of slack because you remember we're also still in a pandemic. Yeah, and. Yeah. To be to be safe and everything, they're like, okay, look, we're not going to go off on location. We're not going to do all these things we have to yeah. do. We we know we have everybody. Um, we've 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 got all the tests. We did everything we needed to do. We're inside the volume. Let's just make it work for yeah. now. So because I think one of the best episodes of Mandalorian, and as much crap as he gets for Boba Fett, I think one of the best episodes of Mandalorian season two was Robert Rodriguez's hundred percent because he filmed on location. He did some stuff. You could tell he was on location he, with yeah. addition to the volume. Yeah. But it worked. Yeah. At the moment when I saw that episode, I felt actually it was jarring to not be in the volume. Because right. you felt that it was right, fra- right, But right. then what happened was the episode was so good. So, again, it's a tool. Use it. And, the you know, that whole episode is just watching Boba kick ass and that Western vibe. It yeah, works super it worked. well. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that's what they're going to do with Andor. And it's so funny. I said this. I, can't, I was talking to Josh Horowitz. The other day on the show, he came on the big thing, and I had talked about how I think it's crazy how Andor could wind up being, like, the best show of the I year. Know. And three people you gotta stop saying it's gonna be a bus show because <laughs> your expectations yeah listen first of all the reason why you can say that is because when boba fett comes out and you go this could be a good, a good show and it's okay it's okay it's okay there's some great episodes great moments Mandalorian, yeah but then 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 that gives you the realistic uh to say hey look obi-wan is probably going to be the best show so far of the year because of everything, the build up and all that. And then when that's okay, it's okay. It's fine. It's fine. The odds are from what we've seen so far, this has a possibility it does. to be the best. Every single one of them. has yes. possibility. If we're not, we are lying to ourselves and we probably shouldn't be enjoying star Wars. If we're, everything comes out, we go, that's going to suck. That's going to suck. That's, right. gonna, that's no fun. I still look, Boba Fett is what it is. I still had a blast watching some of it. And, you know, the second season hopefully will be much better. No we'll second make, season. It's, it's already announced. Oh, you no. When did they announce well, it? They leaked that thing of the Disney Plus Argentina that has uh, segundo, uh, what is, how do you say Spanish, uh, in Spanish? Uh, you, season. you would know better than me. I know. Uh, there's a word for it. But look that up. That They already, like, you know how they did that uh, uh, Latin American uh, Spider-Man No Way Home accidental leak where it's like, who's your favorite Spider-Man? Yeah. They did that where they showed all the... Uh, 
seasons for Star Wars Disney Plus coming soon and all that. And it said Boba Fett season one now and season two. It'll be good. Stop it. It's gonna be good. I just don't think it's necessary. It's like because it's well, the same thing. I don't think I don't think Obi Wan I don't think Obi Wan season two is necessary. I know, but necessary is a hard argument to make in this world. I think look. If we're going to get to a point where you need Star Wars content to keep the brand going and relevant and all that stuff, and everybody's going to have their own freaking... Look at Miss Marvel, dude. Yeah. that's Is that necessary? No, 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 no. I'm saying because we, we've got... But Miss Marvel, yeah. I thought Not to was. detract. I'm just saying like no, but I, something that I never thought I would love. But that's different. Yeah. That's different. Miss Marvel was set up to where it's, it is necessary for the story that they're telling yes, overall yes, because you have... You've got... It's leading into yeah. the Marvels. There's a setup. That, well, the best part about Ms. Marvel yeah. wasn't even the superhero stuff. It was the family dynamic. Right, it course, was the building of, course, of the of character. So I do think that was a necessary. I'll tell you why character. it's going to be necessary. It's going to be necessary to wash some of the bad taste out of your mouth from the first season. Yeah, but but when you have all this other yeah. property yeah, and all yeah, these yeah. other things that you can do yeah. and books you haven't touched and stuff that you haven't, yeah. like, that's what I mean. Like, we've, you've told the Bobby, yeah. the Boba Fett. You've told Obi-Wan. You yeah. Let's move on. Let me ask you this question. If in the next Mando season, Boba Fett pops up again, That'd which is great. like, great. Yeah. And it's just like it's better than the first than the Robert Rodriguez episode in the in the last season. It's like Boba Fett, like you've never seen him before. Yeah. And then they say, "Hey, might do another season of Boba with this." You're gonna say we don't need it at that point. Look, am I gonna watch it? Of course, you're gonna I watch am. it. But are you, are you gonna look forward yeah, to it? Uh, I, I look forward to any Star Wars okay. thing that comes out yeah, okay. because I always I'm, I'm never I'm never going. Yeah, we don't yeah. need right, any more right, Star right, Wars. Right, right. It's like, no, it's like I want to see. I always cross my fingers, yeah. hoping that it's gonna be the best thing yeah, that, that yeah, we yeah. get. But the problem is. And I think this is the biggest Boba Fett problem. Right. Favreau is a massive fan of Boba Fett. Yeah. So he, you can tell Din Darjean yeah, is yeah, Boba yes, Fett. He's yes. everything we wanted Boba Fett to be. So they had to switch it up. And they yeah. portray in the trailer. Yeah. The Don get, Corleone vibe. You're getting the Sopranos. I know. And it wasn't the Sopranos. It I, wasn't. He wasn't. But dude, he wasn't a gangster. No, but I think there's a. I think there's room still with everything is, you know being what it is. To make Boba that kind of like grizzled, older, you know, guy, even if he's not like Don Corleone in his temp in his castle, whatever. You so know. let him kick ass a little more, right? Let him kick ass a little more. Maybe he's maybe he's like it's like a like a Logan vibe at some point. If you he know? introduces himself one more time, I know I'm out. <laughs> if he tells us where he's trying to get through, <laughs> every, every, I'm Boba Fett. We know, but isn't it funny that like I love Tem so much? He's that, great. Like I can pardon so much of that hokiness. If he's delivering, he makes it. it work. I know he makes it work. Even like the the yeah. like a panther. I like, know he makes it work. I just want like that one last. Like I think eventually it would be great to get the one last Boba Fett mission. But I think like, you did. But why not incapacitated or but, something? But why not do the same thing that they did? Yeah, within the Mando. Within season. the Mando, yeah, give, give, the, give Boba Fett like a, a Boba Fett and Fennec a, a yeah. great episode, or put them in other shows. Well, like you said, like you put two episodes for Mando in the last Boba, you know, season. Do the same thing. I mean, I always say if it was Game of Thrones, we wouldn't say here's the Jon Snow season, right? Yeah, like it should. It would be nice if it was just. I mean, I guess it's not great for marketing and branding, but it would be nice if it was just always Star Wars season, whatever it is. And this one focuses more on these characters. And that, if they did yeah. like a Star Wars show, yes. they called it just Star, Star Wars. Wars, and they did a Star, and then yeah. one ep, one or one or three episodes is about Boba it Fett, would cure and then they all switch. the expectation problems. Yeah, because you can you can switch off and you could do anything. Star Wars Chronicles, exactly. whatever. It might Everybody be. would be happy with whatever came up. You're like, oh, nice. I, I was Fett wondering episode. where Boba yeah. was. Yeah, or, yeah it's like a grab bag. That's what it is, and that's honestly that's how I see all of these Mandoverse shows. I just look at them as all the same show, right? And the new season. And that way, I'm I'm kind of like more tempered with what's going on. And 
you know, there were episodes of Game of Thrones. God knows the last season wasn't my favorite. There were episodes where I'm like, Oof, that was not my favorite episode, but that was a game-changing episode. Right. And I like that journey, and I think that's a, a realistic expectation of humans making art in this, you know, with all the expectations. Well, that's what it. I mean. Yeah. There's not, you're never going to get from me like, oh, man, I can't believe they're making that Star yeah. Wars show. I'm always going to want to see how they do it. And yeah. I could very well, you could come back here in, in a year from yeah. now after Boba Fett season yeah. two comes out. I'm going to go, look. It's coming out. I was wrong, man. Yeah. And I was wrong. This oh, yeah. this was this was fantastic. Like I'm not. I'm never gonna like put my feet down and say no. They shouldn't have made it. It's gonna be terrible. That's stupid. You know what I really want though, and I don't know where this puts me as a Star Wars fan. Like I kind of want to get to a point where we have enough satisfying content for all the diehards. I want like a Star Wars cooking show, in universe. I, I, listen to me. I want to know With Taika what Taika directing. Nah, who cares? Yeah, it doesn't even be like. like it, I just want more nitty gritty stuff. Like I want like nitty gritty. Uh, yeah, that's not nitty gritty. Yeah, Cooking? into the details of everything. I want to see the whole world. <laughs> I love going to, to the, the Galaxy's Edge and just seeing all the little detailed things. Like Those are things that are overlooked like or hanging out like with the most B-level characters. Like like a falling down movie oh, okay. so in I, Star Wars. I see what you mean. You know what I mean? Yeah, lower it down. Like, like even what they did, you know what they did that's fun on Disney Plus is when you can actually visit like visit love the planets that. and look at that. Like that yeah, kind of stuff. I would love to like that's just fun. like have the most... Like, like, who is the biggest loser in the Star Wars universe? Right. Huh? Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and who, what's their life like? Well, Jar Jar right now. He's, I would love to, at, yes, like, from revisit. the books, that reference yeah, yeah, where he's, yeah, like he's struggling. Like, like, <sighs> I would love to right. see that. Uh, a couple things that I, we're going we're gonna to shift over, and we're going to get to your questions yeah. uh, momentarily. But before we do that, I have to also tell you guys, I've been, I am so excited with everybody who's been writing about uh, Athletic Greens and telling us about how much they love in Athletic Greens and I'm very excited to announce that Athletic Greens has signed on to be on uh, a sponsor on the show even longer so and that's all because of you guys and I keep getting the comments about how much you're loving it and how much you're enjoying it please keep doing that tell me and I'm going to tell you guys again Peter have you tried Athletic Greens yet? I was going to tell you in all seriousness Gabby and I take a bunch of vitamin I'm, a, I'm super into vitamin yeah. supplements yeah. And I take I take vitamin D drops I take vitamin uh, C drops I take zinc drops I take it all man and on top of my regular gummies and all that kind of stuff but i'm desperate to try this oh, because I'm like give you said yeah you. yeah i'm gonna give you i'm some. desperate to try because like we love just going and just moving on you know it's so easy yeah and i'm i'm not a big vitamins person right so because okay. i've always i'm like uh you know it's always a pain in the in the ass but like i was now because brett sheridan was yeah. telling me you got to do this you got to do he this looks better than ever ever and so this is so easy to use too by the way especially for you guys if you're traveling and for comic-con yeah. i'm definitely gonna give you a few packets because yeah. you just put it in a water bottle you shake it Perfect. up done and it and it looks like oh it's a grass drink it's not a grass drink it's got like a fruity taste to it i've been doing it for a while now and it just it gives you that kick right i usually now i've been doing it right before a screening because i have mm. kids i wake up super early and i'm up and by the time i hit like 6 p.m i start to crash so mm. i take i take a little bit of the athletic greens i put it in the bottle it's great and for everybody who's wondering what it is it you're taking 75 high quality vitamins minerals whole food source superfoods probiotics the whole nine and it helps you start your day right the the special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your and I I was I'm really shocked at how the, the, with the taste. By the way, that's that's the main thing when you see it. I think the aging is the main thing when you look at all the hosts on these shows that we have going on. We're not getting any younger, folks. It's, it's the truth. Um, and I, I again. Peter's coming in. I'm going to give some to him, yeah. uh, and I give it to, uh, to family for, for gifts. It supports mental clarity, alertness. It costs you less than $3 a day. 
and you're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. You invest in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews and is recommended by professional athletes. So reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's all you do. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one year of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash big thing. Again, athleticgreens.com slash big thing. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And as I have said to you guys many times over, not only are you helping yourself when you do this, you're helping the show tremendously. As I said, Athletic Greens has signed on. Again, why is that? Because you guys found it interesting. You're enjoying it. You're telling me you're enjoying it. So they go, okay, well, this audience wants Athletic Greens. So they're back. So thank you for that. Keep doing that. Find the sponsor that you like and get it. And now another no-brainer money-saving tip from Progressive. It looks like your luggage is over 50 pounds. Is there anything you can take out? Oh, yeah. Let me just toss all these $20 bills. Great. Let me grab you a trash can. Stop. Instead of throwing money away, move some clothes into a carry-on. And here's a better tip from Progressive on how not to waste money. Don't pay too much for car insurance. Drivers who switch and save could save hundreds. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary. Um, all right, before we move on to Star Wars stuff, I want to talk to Peter. He's in here. Peter, you got some yeah. really cool stuff, exciting stuff going on, man. Tell oh, me about it. Oh, man, him. you don't even know. Uh, so the fun thing to talk about is, again, if you don't know me, I'm, I'm an artist. I uh, work primarily in printmaking, so I... Uh, I uh, create, you know, prints, like a lot of alternate movie posters. You might have seen my stuff from Mondo and Sideshow. I did some work with Marvel and um, and and do some comic book covers. And, and basically, the the style and the work has caught on big time, and we had a lot of success the last few years. Uh, we're here at Comic-Con. We're getting ready to go to Comic-Con because uh, this guy, Takoro, that you see on the screen right now, he's my... Uh, original giant monster creation so we had a bunch of success doing godzilla posters and i started creating my own monster my own alien really doing the world building stuff that i love from star wars and making my own sandbox and uh it's been great because i've been doing it on the youtube streams with the live chat building it with them uh creating new characters and and kind of building a story now that we're getting ready to launch uh as a book in the kickstarter next month so super exciting stuff um and uh, at Comic-Con, we're dropping. This is big news. I think you got it there somewhere. I don't know if you have it let's launched. See, let's see what you let's got there. I got, I got a bunch of stuff. Oh, okay. So let me, let's go through it. Yeah. So this is a, a cover I did for Invincible, uh, number great. 19, first appearance of Battle Beast. That thing sold out super fast. It's so awesome. exciting. Yeah, it's awesome to be a part of Skybound and, and get to do an op- awesome things like this. Huge Invincible fan. Uh, and then, but yeah, keep going. What else we got in there? Look at that. We're doing this oh, live. That's, that's, that's oh, this is, yeah. So this is some of the Godzilla posters I've uh, done with Mondo. These sold really fast, but these gave me the cred to launch Takaro, that, uh, which I'll show you in a second here, uh, and and be able to create my own stuff. People are like, we're a fan of your work. The work, you know, sells super well. What else you got? And so here's some a sample of the kind of artwork you'll see in the book that we're launching uh, as a Kickstarter next month in August. So, yeah, super excited about that. Uh, in fact, this one, this is the big news. This one? You got you have to show the big thing? Which, this is the big thing. Which one? This is it. You got it. No, oh, no, no you it. had it. Was, this okay. is it. Okay. I'm saying, you know how you have to show the yes, big thing. Yes, You've heard yes. of that title yeah. and the reference. This is just like that. It's a big thing. This is uh, We're taking this week at Comic-Con exclusively. 
we're dropping a print of Takaro. Well, Godzilla versus Takaro. It's awesome. It's crazy when you think about what this is. If you know about licensing and rights and all that yeah. kind of stuff, you can't just get whoever you want and put them with whoever you, can't you just want. Get Godzilla, I mean, you can't a, do that's that. Elvis. It's, it's very Elvis protected. Monsters. Very protected. Yeah, of course. But Toho, the company that owns Godzilla, has been so good to that's me. That's awesome. Isn't that cool? That's I walked really up cool. to them. Uh, one of the reps at a designer con last year. I said, "Listen." You had Godzilla vs. Charles Barkley in the 90s. Yeah. What's, what else fun have you had outside the universe since then? Nothing. Let's do it. Let's do Godzilla vs. Takaro. They were like, absolutely, let's do it. Let's launch it at Comic-Con. That is so awesome. Isn't dude. it crazy? Yeah, it's a little it's really audacious, awesome. a little bratty, but I get away with no, that stuff. No, it's not bratty. You know what cool. it is? No, bratty because I'm 5'6", oh, okay. and people think I'm like a cute little kid running around playing with his art tools and say, yeah, give it to the kid. I love so <laughs> well, it. Whatever works for you. No, it worked. Yeah. It worked. But yeah, so we're launching an edition of these at the show um, Friday at the Mondo booth. And uh, and uh, giving some street cred to Takaro. Now, this is a, a Daruma figure that we created with Skybound and Midas. Yeah. Thanks, man. We got to get you one. And uh, it is a vinyl figure with my first 3D figure launch that I did um, as an artist. I was doing 2D print work before, and then I got into doing uh, toy design. So this one was great, and after uh, doing this, we got a chance to design a Godzilla figure, which was amazing. Yeah, that's um, great. I think you got in there somewhere. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah. Oh, that, that's that's fun. We'll talk about that in a second. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. No, Almost. Keep going warmer. If not, it's all good. But yeah, I, I did a Godzilla no, figure, and uh, and uh, it was a big success. And I'll show you this live here. Can I show you live yeah, on yeah, the yeah, camera? Okay. Just bring uh, it up to, to the mic cam. All right. Check this out. This is a this is a premiere. No so, one's seen this. It's an exclusive. Okay. All right, this is your first look at the Takaro figure. I love that. Look at this guy. It's really great. He is a big, thick, chunky boy, and awesome. he is going to be... like a proud papa. Look at you. Look at that. I'm so stoked on it. It's this is awesome. my only goal in the beginning was to get my own character design. That's really great. Figure. Yeah. He's going to be on display at Comic-Con at the Mondo booth, and if you find me, I'll be walking around with it. Yeah. And uh, this is going to be part of the Kickstarter next month, too. So excited about that. Go to theattackpeter.com. Okay. And I, the link, I'll put the link in yeah. the description yeah. also, so you to guys check it out and get notifications. Oh, yeah. right, so tell me about tell me about this one. So so where where do you go? Let's see where you got. Uh, so we're doing beach ball. That's beach perfect. ball. So yeah, just uh, while you're loading that up, I was gonna say uh, yeah, uh, theattackpeter.com. He'll put the link. We got this one up here. Okay, cool. So yeah, we did a a, a partnership with Coheed and Cambria. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the band, but they're great rock band, super popular, diehard fan base. You've never seen anything like it, and uh, we're big fans and. Uh, we ha we uh, collaborated them on a print release for their the first date of their show, uh, their new tour in Miami, and uh, we released a print with them, and they sold out completely at the show. It's great, uh, big big exciting stuff, and that's the singer Claudio from Coheed. So we're trying to branch out with Attack Peter yeah, into man, everything. Yeah, moving it. Print design, movie posters, music stuff, toy design. And uh, really exciting stuff there, and I'm, and I'm just really excited to share it with your audience because I know if you're a fan of Star Wars and the world building and the creatures and the monsters and the characters, you're really going to dig uh, the stuff that we're putting together in the book for the Kickstarter. Well, so yeah, and if you guys also, for, for people who have been following either me or or, the, or this for a while, yeah. uh, Peter also did the, the Flirt and Flouse. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when we lost our minds, that was... Dude, early pandy. Yeah, early. And you also did like the actual animation when we were... Yeah. Yeah. kind of flying yeah, through yeah, and I, yeah. I think there's stuff that we could do for Sith Council totally. also which would be a lot of fun and I, th I want to and you and I talked about it I want to ask the audience and I want to hear comments is that if Peter did something else for us based off stuff in this show should it be what is she proposing <laughs> should it be the, like, Steph said something to Mike the other day Mike the other day which is great she just looked at him and said you know Mike sometimes you suck 
And I, I, I'm wondering like how what what stuff could work inside of the show, and what you guys would want to see. What do you think should be animated? Whether it's the three of us as Sith lords, like Peter is, you know, sad Jar Jar, so whatever, whatever it might be. <laughs> I'd love, I'd love to hear from the audience. But before we move on, I also want to show. Um, the audience process, right? And you want yeah, to see that. yeah. This is interesting because a lot of people, uh, when I talk about the process, it's it's not really clear exactly what it is. It's, a, it's an unusual process. Uh, again, called linoleum block print making. And so uh, this little clip, which you can find on my uh, YouTube channel, Attack Peter, um, kind of illustrates it from start to finish. It's a, a, a carving I, I did uh, inspired by the game Ghost of Tsushima. It's a, a really exciting playstation game i made a oh, yeah. samurai yokai uh monster right, and uh, yeah go through it let's do it what's up guys welcome to another episode of attack with me peter santa maria i'm so stoked because we got another big video game released this week and i'm a big video game nerd but i'm also a big movie nerd and one of my favorite uh, genres of movies growing up were akira kurosawa's samurai films so i loved hidden fortress seven samurai uh yojimbo uh, Throne of Blood is one of my favorites, and this new game, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, coming out for the PS4, looks like it puts you in the middle of that universe and lets you be the samurai badass you were born to be. So I got hyped up with all the uh, preview footage and videos coming out. I decided to make my own samurai-style artwork and make a print that you could pick up for your own home so you can get hyped with, too. So check it out. It's got my love of monsters and my love of samurai stuff combined. Um, drawing for you, showing you the process, carving, printing, all that good stuff. I uh, really hope you love it. And if you do, click on the link below so you can pick up a copy for yourself. All right, guys. Peace. So I just finished uh, the majority of the drawing that I'm gonna do on this piece of linoleum. I normally don't draw more detail than this. You can see it. It's kind of like a loose, sketchy thing with white color pencil, Sharpie, and uh, you know, originally I had put red spray paint on the linoleum because when I carve, it's easier for me to see what has and hasn't been carved. Uh, so, let's get into the carving.
and now it's time to print it. But before I do, you can see a shot of the whole it's pretty great. Uh, Thanks, linoleum. Man. And what, the full video I'm going to put on, I'm also going to put yeah. up on the uh, on the channel, or, or excuse me, in the description, so you guys can check it out because this, that's phenomenal. That's fantastic. Thanks, man. It's really yeah. Fantastic. It's like making a giant stamp. So at that yeah. point, you know, we roll ink on it and then press paper onto it, and that's how we make every single print. Anytime you get a print from me, you're getting a handmade item. I love it. So Thanks, look, man. so make sure you check it out. And when you go and see Peter at Comic-Con, let yeah. him know you heard him on this show. And totally. Tell him, and tell him that you know you were listening on Sith Council and you want to go check him out. Uh, one more time, tell him where the where the booth is. Uh, I'm going to be all floating around, but the Mondo booth is the big one. It'll be like right, by the fu- right inside the Funko campus, so I'm Great. sure you can't all the way to the left when you walk into the thing. But I'll be there. I'll be uh, hanging out at Eric Powell's booth, creator of the Goon. I'll be at the Spoke Art booth here and there. So just look at Attack Peter on Instagram, socials. You'll see all the information that I'll be posting going live all the time. I love it. And yeah. speaking of animation, I want to show you because there's a one, Diesel Time is a guy who does uh, a lot of our animation for, he was doing it for SEN Live. He was yeah. doing it, and he's like a big fan of yours. Oh, no way. Yeah, he was telling me, he was, even yesterday, he was talking about how, he didn't even know you were coming on the show, so I didn't nice. even tell him I was going to do this. But okay. like uh, he was he was talking about you in general, and I was like, oh, he must be a, a pretty big fan of Peter. He knows much about him. And so I'm going to show you what he did. Okay, awesome. Um, and I want to get your, uh, your your thoughts on it. Let's see. So where is... I love it. Yeah, it is right here. All right, here it is. Have you watched <laughs> this yet? I think I did see oh, this, but okay. play it just in case. No, oh, no. Uh, no. No, he can. He will not be trained. No, this... This, limit, this, little, this little bitch here is not... Ain't no Jedi. No, hold up, Yoda. Hold up. Shut up, George. This little bitch here ain't no Jedi, moppet-headed motherfucker. <laughs> you ain't gonna learn shit. First of all, you're Whoops. angry. Second of all, you you cry too much. You know, let it go. Okay, your mother was a slave, and uh, <laughs> you know she's been up to some stuff. You and you ain't. And by the way, you ain't. No, shut up, George. Keep rolling. Shut up. <laughs> this is how it should be. My lightsaber's purple, and by the way, which is racist. What is this purple? Everybody else, you know, don't don't come at me. Don't come at me. What do you see now? Oh, a cup, a ship. Uh huh. Do you see my middle finger? <laughs> how, how about my boot in your ass? Do you see that? Get out of here. Why don't you put your hand in this box and feel pain? Oh, that's a different movie because you ripped it off, George. You flat out. You you read Frank Herbert's Dune and you said, "Oh, I know. I'll just redo this shit." No, fuck you oh, too. Lot of, lot of <laughs> I heard you can show you one more. deny or not deny that the, you're not a massive fan of the films, but the TV shows, that's that's more your speed. Yeah, well, it's it really, uh, you know, pays homage, as you said, pays tribute to the oh. uh, Joseph Campbell, uh, you know, mythological idea of the hero's journey and has that feel to it. Right. And there's and there's some really hot, uh, you know, Twi'leks in there. When I sold everything to Disney, I said, look, uh We're going to actually change the Ewoks uh, hair color, oh. but that's another story for another time. I'm thinking of putting like spikes on their backs oh. to make them a little more formidable. Pull them down the hill or something. Uh, yeah, you're getting it. Now you're okay. getting it. And it's that idea that's sort of Wiley Coyote idea of yeah. you would take. Well, let's say, for example, in the Battle of Endor. Yeah. Uh, you would have an Ewok. I don't know who the low grade fever <laughs> whatever his name was one of the medicine men who cares but he's got spikes on his back right and then tila or whoever one of the one of the guys pushes him down a cliff as he starts to roll yeah. the spikes begin to uh gather up 
you know, materials Barks, from the forest yeah. floor. Sure. sure. Bark, leaves, these kinds of things. <laughs> I'm just laughing because I have so much money. And um, yeah. and it becomes sort of like the idea of the snowball, the avalanche. Right. And then the stormtroopers. I'm so sorry. I'm so rich. It's <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, stormtroopers, they turn and they go, what? What's that? And then it's a big, uh, it's a ball of... So anyway, so that's uh, that. yeah, so he animated that for that. us and it's for people who are wondering like you want to see more of it, there's like six minutes of, of the animation for that and it's on the channel and so people everybody who's been watching is losing their minds. It's really it. good. But not enough people are watching, so go check it out because it's a, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. So I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm I love sure that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Um all right, let's get to some questions. Let's do it. So we got um we got some <laughs> questions that are coming what in. A great question. Oh, the first one? Yeah. yeah. Alan Payne, who says, What's Andor gonna be about? Thanks, brother. Um, look, I think it's going to be about, because we all know that the trick with any of these prequel stuff is that you know what happens to a lot of people. So there's not going to be, there's, we're never ever going to feel that Andor is in peril because we know what happens mm. to him. But I think that the main, and this is what I always kind of was hoping and what it looks like in the trailer, you got to be able to build up the empire and look at the growth of where they are at that point and the power that they, that they have. And you got to build up both sides, the rebellion and the empire. Yeah. That's what's fascinating, and that's what it looks like they're doing. Boy, oh boy, I hope that's what it is, because I'm, I was wondering the same thing. Like, what are the stakes going to be if, if a lot of the stakes are technically resolved in Rogue One? Yeah. You know, so what are the stakes? But I, I love the idea that if you have characters you already know and relate to, like Cassian, like who's important to him, you know, who, are, who do we love peripherally, we'll discover new characters along the way. But I just love the vibe and the tension that we might get out of this, like, political thriller type thing that we haven't seen. Well, I think so also, and I think that's what I mean, especially when you have what Tony Gilroy is working on. And remember, Tony Gilroy came into Rogue One, and what, what you believe or not believe, a lot of people say he saved the movie, right? So I think that this is a matter of what he wants to do, and I think that he's able... You, you hear him talking about this thing, man? He's he's planning out for, like, two, yes. three, se three seasons, yeah. right? Like he's... He's excited about this, so I think that we're gonna get that spy thriller. We're gonna get that uh, because I think what the showrunner is part of it was ran on the Americans for a while. Okay, I think that's what. Yeah, perfect. I'm pretty sure. So I think that it looks like this thing's in really good hands, and I'm surprised because this was the one. This is the one that is was probably my least anticipated right. of all of them. And yeah, but that trailer, man, it, yeah. it feels like they're already gearing and, and pointing themselves to like award season. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that looks like they want to go all out and, and get everything. Yeah. Which would be great. And I think you have a chance to really um, deliver here. And that's why, that's why I'm saying like because there's a lot of stuff that happened inside of Obi-Wan that was great. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff like the woods chase and other yeah. things that diminished it just a little bit. Yeah. So I do think, and there's still there's still a point. Like, look, if Obi Wan would have delivered, yeah, to to a place where we thought it was going right. to deliver, like it was like the, yeah. the, the most exciting since like Empire, right? Then you would say, oh, Andor's going to have a problem following, following that. that. Yeah. If you look at the, the the back and forth, but there are tons of fans who it's like Thor, uh, Thor, uh, Love and Thunder. So yeah. a lot of people loved it. A lot of people hated it, right? But it's not it's not like Mandalorian is way more on in the yeah. eighty to ninety percent yeah. of people loving it. Yeah. That if this would have come out right after Mandalorian and or like, good luck. You know, I think the Mandalorian like benefited from the fact that it knows exactly what it is. Yeah. You know, and I think with Obi-Wan, there was expectations of what that should have been right. versus what it was. And it, sometimes it felt like it wasn't sure what it was. You know, I, yeah. I really think it should have just been about the struggle between like I failed you. I six, you know, and with this one, I think it it 
potentially has the benefit of the Mandalorian. Like we know it, it knows what exactly what it should be. Right. It's like you know getting the revolution ready, getting the oppressive regime ready. Yep. And how those I hope those things parallel each other. I do know, too. Along the way, and maybe we'll get characters that we sympathize on the Empire. You know, that would be super exciting as well. <laughs> I think that we will. And I think that's one of some of the fascinating things, whether it was Lost Stars, yes. that novel that came out, or or any of the comics, or when they started to dive a little deeper into um, that there are real people that are working for the Empire, and I think they're going mean, to... Callus would be interesting, right? Yeah, like, yeah. like, if they cast Callus from Rebels right. inside of this, because he would be there at this point. Isn't that, that voice actor was cast... Physically in the new Mando season, I heard. Well, the voiceover for Kalos, Kalos was David Oyelowo. Okay, then no, it was no, not them. No, for, no. Um, th- but I th- you, you're thinking of and of um, Thrawn. That, uh, no, no, um, there's no? a there's a Mandalorian from Rebels that was cast, and I think it either I think it's the character was cast, but not the voice actor or vice versa. Well, but, Katie Sackhoff yeah. played Bo Katan well, in both, yeah, obviously. obviously. No, so no, yeah. um, it's a male I mean, character. Yeah, Favreau, I mean, voiced something too. But yeah, I'm. Oh, oh, I know who you're talking about Ray uh, Stevenson, right? Yeah, uh, yes, St- Stevenson. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, I don't. I, I, his character died though, so I don't no, know. If but he, yeah, it's, I'll, I'll look. We'll, it find, up. we'll find out. I'm up on my leaks. I'm trying not to get too hard on them. But I know I, <laughs> you, you, you. You know you're, you're tuned in now. But look, what I, you know, what I was gonna say with with uh, bef- before we move out yes. on this one is that you know if, did you play, I don't know if you play video games, but that Battlefront two game gave us an opportunity to really love an uh, an empire uh, yeah. character, and yeah. I would love to see something like that here too. Yeah. And I think that they're gonna dive into it. I'm curious if we're gonna see what's his face Ben Mendelsohn show up. Which would be interesting. Uh, he would he would be around at this point. Yeah. I mean, you could even put uh, Mickelson in there. Yeah, you could it, flesh him out. You know, the funny thing is they're so fleshed out in that one movie. But it would be great to see a little more, like Ben Mendelsohn, especially. I just love that guy. Me too. What a great villain. Yeah. All right. Before we move on to some more questions, I also wanted to tell you guys, as you saw Peter before, and the stuff he was working on with his video, and how crisp his video looks, and the stuff that he's doing. I'm wondering, if, have do you use Storyblocks? Me personally? Yeah. No, no, Oh, no. man. You should I check it out. Do you, yeah. Are you aware of them? I am aware from okay. the show. You should check out yeah. Storyboxes for people who are making their own content. As you know, video right now is the most effective way to capture an audience's attention. And as a result, modern storytellers are always challenged with creating more video content and a higher quality involving more voices in the process, distributing on more platforms than ever before. And I can tell you, Peter can tell you, one of the barriers that we always face is whether it's output demands, time, budget, knowledge, creative inspiration, passion, burnout, mental health, it's all part of it. And it's, it's, it's a rush. And it's like, okay, what, what do I do? How do I, get, how do I make the best product possible? Storyblocks makes it possible for creators to keep up with the growing demands for modern video content so you can bring all your stories to life and stop, sacrifice, stop sacrificing your vision due to time, budget, or resources. And what they do is they exist to bring you all your stories to life with sacrificing, without sacrificing your vision due to time, budget, resources. Every creator should have a Storybox membership. You can download, you go to their unlimited all access plan and it gives you unlimited downloads to over 1 million assets in their library. You try out multiple options quickly and find the perfect fit so you can create more and spend less without sacrificing quality. So you go to storyblocks.com slash big thing. Storyblocks.com slash big thing. And once again, if you do it, let me know. I want to hear about it. I want to hear how it is has benefited your content. I want to know what you like about Storyblocks, and I want to send that to them to let them know, hey, I heard about Storyblocks. I finally wanted to check it out. I did it, and this is what I enjoy about it. I send it to the podcast rep all the time, and he sends it to, to the to, to the people and let them know, and we get great feedback on it. So continue to do that. All right, let's move on. So we got the Andor question in there, and now we'll go to Chris Morris. 
Star Wars starring this. Anthony Starr. So I know Anthony Starr is rumored to be in Marvel. Yes. That's, which, which I always assume if they cast him in one, they're going to cast him in the other. I mean, it's it's possible, yeah. right? Because they're in the same family at this point. But Anthony Starr now, obviously, Homelander from The Boys, has been just capturing everybody's uh, hearts and yeah. minds. So he's, just, he's just so good so in that good. show. Really good. So the question is, what... I, I would love to see him in Star yeah. Wars. I'd love to. I'd love, but I want to see him... I really want to see them explore either the Old Republic, the yeah. High Republic. We can stay in this area of the skeleton crew yeah. and all that stuff, but let's start diving back into the old yeah. times and put him as one of those like classic Jedi. Yes, I was gonna say it'd be great to, to cast him against the you know not the exact same typecast. Uh, yeah, don't make yeah. him a bad. Guy no, 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 no. It's too yeah. good, too easy. You know, yeah. like let, like let's flesh him out a little bit, and that would be challenging too to see if we could love this guy again. You know, yeah, but it would be great. It would be great to have him like that. It'd be great to have him like somebody. Like a little finger character, yeah. I mean, you you do something like that, you know, because you know he can do it, right? Yeah. So I mean, he's still he's. So I would love to see him in a Star Wars series, but he might. What it looks like though, because I think that he's going to be in a Marvel movie, is what they said. There was something about him. Yeah, did they leak exactly or Dracula or something? That's what it was. Potential rumors that he would play. Can you imagine? I, I don't know enough about the, uh, I mean Dracula? Dracula I mean Dracula obviously but I mean Dracula inside of the Marvel universe I don't know how he plays but I don't know but it's different the way he's fighting Blade and stuff well, I don't know I'll how tell you this yeah. nobody really knows that much about Blade comics as much as they like to pretend they do like anybody who comes and goes oh I'm a Blade comic no you're not nobody it was before the movies no one was reading those right, comics right. so I think there's room to to explore that role sure I yeah. just I I think that I would love to see him though in the Star Wars universe. But so. the question is, does he want to move into movies and stay out of TV? Because he's just done three seasons of TV. But the difference with streaming television yeah. is that it's you're ultimately, as an actor, you're filming it like a big movie. Yes. It's more time, yeah. a little more time, but it's not like network TV where it's just right. a this grind. grind. Yeah. And so it's. I think that's why you see more big big a-list celebrities do i mean julia roberts is now doing television every other thursday yeah. you know so it's like and she's doing great stuff on tv because it allows it gives the actors more freedom i think to do so maybe we see him Hold yeah on. he's that sweet spot where he's like you know him you know he kicks ass but he's not burned into our mind yet where we right. can't see him as another role right perfect um, timing. so i'd love to see him in stars i think it's a great question yeah. and it's and it's and it's also great to see like newer actors start to be like because every other comment was are we gonna see Michael Fassbender or Tom Hardy or even Timothy Chalamet. And now put his put his name in there, right? Yeah. Like let's some other people kind of popping in there. So uh, this is from Sal Skalicki. He's not going to, but how cool would it be if Taika Waititi directed a Hondo, a kind of space pirate swashbuckling movie? Our flag meets death in Star Wars. I'd pay to see that. I think that that is the kind of movie that if you announced that he was doing, yes. I think that's perfect for him. Yeah, I like the idea. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, we have enough room in Star Wars to just do every genre. Right. Get everybody and put them where their skill set is. Let him have that fun, wild adventure, uh, Taika Waititi, that is, and let, you know, then bring in the horror guys to do some horror stuff. But that's what I'm talking about before when I said cooking show. I want to see, like, every aspect, every facet. Played out. The the only risk, though, with doing so, even even a Hondo, who I I like a lot, I still think that Taika should focus because he's just got his hand in so many yeah. pots right now. I th- I think he should focus on the directing. Let yeah. because when he I, I love Ragnarok. Me I too. love Ragnarok. He didn't write Ragnarok. He added mm. he added to a lot of the story and clearly his humor was all over that yeah. movie, but he didn't write it. He wrote Love and Thunder yeah. and it 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 just plays more so like a straight up almost uh, parody yeah. sometimes. But the fear that I have, if, even if he if they put his movie out first, 
I think you got to put a movie that's going to try to unite the fan base. I agree. Again. Don't. Yes, dude. I agree a hundred percent. And this, that's not. It's not going to do it. He's just he, right now. He's just too. I I still love the guy. I love him. I watch yeah. anything he makes. We love. Are you kidding me? We love what we do in the shadows. Yeah. But there's something like I, like I said, the, the tone of that Thor movie to me, while I enjoyed it, it felt like somebody who was insecure at a dinner table and has to keep cracking jokes. Like yeah, that even, even, and, and, and even if they're fun, it's like every comedian barbecue right. I used to go to. Right. Yeah, yeah, everybody's on all the time. Everybody. And, and in, in situations that it just shouldn't be, you shouldn't be, it's okay, it's a funny joke, but maybe not I right know. Now. It removes maybe the dynamism right of it, yeah. too. Like, yeah. when the really funny ones pop, I'm already like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like build up to it. Yeah, that's what, and, and I think a lot of people felt that way, and that's, my, and that's yeah. the issue I have. When, if his movie is the first one, it's like now people are going to go in, okay, what is this going to be full on comedy? And you also don't want him to be handcuffed and yeah. change his style because yeah. he, does, he wants to appease the fan base. I think give him a little bit. Of, don't take him. Someone was like, oh, you just want to take him off the movie? No. God, no. no. Give him time. Yeah. Let him work on his other stuff. Make like a really, like they had this thing that Benioff and Weiss were supposed to do. Yeah. And it was apparently going to be the beginning of the Sith and yeah. the Jedi and how it all started and a little more serious of a tone. Do, that, do that. See, that's the thing. For me, I don't like to think as much as the people behind the scenes. I like, I think of Star Wars so differently from any other project. I want to know what we're missing in the story. Like, yeah. I want to, like, and I don't care. Like, get whoever's talented and skilled to do it, but they should be working in service to the universe. Agreed. It should not be like, and look, I enjoy Doctor Strange uh, multiverse, but it was, I felt. Raimi and I love Raimi by the way. I know a, you're not a Raimi movie. I know yeah. you're not a big Raimi guy. Yeah. I actually Evil Dead Two and Army of Darkness favorite movies of all time. Right, but I don't want in these universe. This is like our modern mythos. Okay, I want the mythos to be served by the creators, not the creators to go. And this is my take on right, it. Right, right, right. No, 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 no. Well, unfortunately, and yeah. Marvel wasn't doing that I for know, a while, and now they are. I know, and I think that that's where Star Wars put themselves in a hole during the the new trilogy. Yeah. Like when you look at because JJ did his own thing, Ryan did his own thing, then. Navarro wanted to actually link yes, up both the movies, and yes. they took him off of it, and then J.J. did his own thing. Rogue One was the only one, like, and and for as much as I don't love Solo, but I think it was at least... I had a blast watching Solo. It's, I'll it's take fun. Solo over any of the uh, the sequel trilogy movies. So I think that my, my, biggest my biggest problem with Solo is that it just if it was if it was not Han Solo if it was a different character sure. and they maneuvered it around a little bit the story itself the I, second half is I great. agree with that yeah yeah, yeah. unfortunately if you t if you would just trust your product more that's the thing I think about too is like do you guys not realize you have Star Wars yeah you don't it doesn't have it could be the Babu Frick movie dude and like if, if you did it right, right it would be like, it would yeah. be like imagine Wally. But yeah. from the perspective of Babu Frick, right. you could do anything. That's the magic trick. It, it always feels like they're a little scared. And I and I you know, and this is something I want to talk to you about is like we have experience behind the scenes, you know, yeah. in this industry, and you start to realize that not everybody is as in control and as like sure of what they're doing as we hoped, I think, as an outsider. Right. Do you ever think about yeah, that 100%, stuff? Yeah, like how the sausage is made. There yeah. are excellent people behind the scenes, but there are people who make me real nervous about even other industries. Yes, you know of course. Absolutely. And yeah. I think that that's Look, this is my thing, and I, I'm never one of those people who just, like, are calling for Kathleen Kennedy to be fired. No, and this, I, this, I think she's a great producer, but my, 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 I've always said it many times over. I think that she, I, I, I think that she appreciates Star Wars, yeah. but I don't know, and I could be wrong because yeah. I've never had a conversation yeah. with her. I'll call her real quick. Yeah, please, go yeah, ahead. Thank you. But I feel that if I was sitting back and yeah. forth with her in a conversation about Star Wars, I don't know how deep she's going to dive on Star Wars. Does that mean that she's bad for the job? No. no. It means that when you have someone like a Favreau and a Filoni into trusting them, I don't understand why they're not overseeing more because they didn't. it didn't seem like they had as much to do with Obi-Wan as I thought they would. Or Boba? Well, Boba... 
Boba's a tricky one because he did because Filoni was involved, I obviously, because he directed and everything too. But like, but I don't know. But they gave, but they're giving very similar to what you just talked about with Raimi. Yeah, they're giving these directors a lot of power on these Authorship. series now. Yeah, like Favreau. I mean Favreau. Uh, Rodriguez was a full on executive yeah. producer of this. Yeah. Uh, Deborah Chow, full-on producer of this, and I think that I think that it's it's tough and maybe a lot to give to people if it's not like a. I think there needs to be a general. There's got to be a, a Feige. People saying forever. There's got to yeah. be a Feige, and I and I would love for that person to be Favreau, Filoni, or both of them. But at the same time, I think what you were saying with Taika might come into play with this too. And this is like the realistic side of everything. Um, you get spread thin. Yes. How much can you How really can you oversee? Yeah. People are even lobbying for the first times I'm hearing complaints about Kevin Feige for the first time ever. Like saying, hey, maybe it's too much output. Maybe yeah. he can't. Maybe the quality can't be there with everything. I think that I think that he made a, a, a it's not. And I've always said it's it's great when you like using Taika as an Go example. Ahead. Taika from Mandalorian. Yeah. I said this before. Like when perfect. you look at this, that episode that he did is perfect. Yeah. And he throws in a bit of his stuff in the and beginning. I love it. I do too. I was nervous when it started I because I thought it was going to stay that yeah, way, yeah. but it doesn't. No. And it worked and it sets the mood and you go. It's the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern or, you know, yes, Beavis and, and Butthead. Whatever. Or, <laughs> and, or, or, uh, or, or whatever. I can't Bill remember. Bill No, uh, yeah, yeah. But I, something like, along those lines. Yeah. But, um, but, but you put in that sprinkle of Taika with, yes. the, with directing. Here's a script and you just put your flavor on it, man. And he does it. And I think that that's what. Marvel was doing for so long. Like yes. when you look at whether it's Peyton Reed and what he yes. did with Ant Man or what the Russo brothers did yeah. and all this stuff, like it was their movies, their scripts and their vision, the Marvel that is, that wanted to do this and, and brought in these directors. And there were directors that are going, I don't want to do this. I want to do my own thing. Correct. I'm out. Fine. And they're like, okay, we understand. We're going to let you go, but we need to tell our story. Yes. Now it seems like they've, they switched on that. And now they're going, no, make your own movie. And yeah. there was an interview and I've talked about it. Now I'm doing blue in the face right before Thor started. And they said, okay, this, and I, and I think Erica Ishii asked him this and, and said, okay, so Captain America is a spy thriller and mm -hmm. Ant-Man was a, was a kind of a heist yeah. comedy and, uh, and or whatever it was, something else yeah. was a horror or whatever. Right. What is this one? And he goes, this is a Taika movie. And I'm like, <sighs> oh no. And I looked at Winston and I went, oh no, that's not, that's not a good answer. That's not a good answer. There's a human element to all this that I don't, want to think about but i can't help but think about because again of the stuff that we've been through and do you know it like you to go back to the kathy thing you need a kathy so that john favreau and filoni cannot have to worry about what she has to worry about right, right? yeah but then uh, run the company yeah exactly there's a lot of moving parts in this yes. stuff right and so if they have to do everything they can't be creative and so with this with Taika in, or, or, or in this situation, maybe you get to a point where you're really feeling yourself or maybe you've been restrained before. And like, now nah, I'm not going to be restrained. I'm going to do whatever. Do what I'm going to do. I'm going to make a goofy comedy. Never, people are people are human. Yeah, they course. do whatever it is. And no one wants to tell him no because he's Taika. Well, that's the know? whole conversation with Ryan Johnson. It's the yeah. whole, that's the whole conversation. By the way, a, a great filmmaker. A great uh, filmmaker. And, 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 if, and if I didn't, wasn't attached to Star Wars, I would say Last Jedi was a good movie. Yeah. And I, and I can enjoy it now being removed. I actually like Hobo Luke. I just felt like we needed a lot of time to get there, and we didn't get there. You know, that was Hobo my problem. Hobo Luke coming back, and instead of just dying on a mountain, right. coming back and fighting, like yeah. actually fighting, yes. I think would have been would have been fine yes. the way they did. But it's that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, yeah. In, in other words, like you, everybody is. I think. I think we're not in their heads. I think the the impulse is let me show my contribution to this IP I've loved my whole life. Right. Let this me not just be another cog in the machine. Right. Let me add a little bit of flavor. I want to do it. my Star Wars. Yeah. So they all, that was the, I think that's what made Mandalorian so yeah. special 
is that, and this is, and I, again, quote yeah. this till I'm blue in the yeah. face, is what Favreau has always said is that, why, and he didn't say it per se, but what I th- what I, the way I take yes. it is, everyone else is trying to do an homage to Star Wars. Right. And he, that's not that's what they the were mistake. Doing. They were making an homage to the things that inspired Star Wars. Exactly. Kurosawa, all that type of stuff. That's the stuff that you got to be doing. And I don't think, and even though I I think Rodriguez was trying to do that in Boba Fett, but there's a lot of spy kids in there. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that, like, like uh, Alita Battle Angel yeah. stuff that felt like, yeah. again, here's my style yeah. inside of this thing. But, it, you, look, it's That's never going to be perfect. It's one of the most important tenets of being a creator. Yep. Is you have to, if you want to be among a certain, you know, uh, genre or set of creators, set of artists, don't be inspired by them. Look at what inspired them. Yes. And then you could potentially rise to that rank. Yep. But if you only are inspired by them, then you'll be another sub-genre of it. I so it's like more. a basic tenet. Yeah. Sure. All right, one more thing before we move on to the uh, some, some more questions also. Also excited to be talking to you guys about Private Internet Access, brand new sponsor. Excited to tell you about them. So if you want to get instant secure data protection and keep your identity private with a VPN, with private internet access, you get secure access, internet freedom, secure connection, online privacy, and more. They have an encrypted network Traffic, it keeps your private data secure, even on public Wi-Fi. It, you can hide your IP address and connect anyone on, um, to the Internet for as low as two sixty nine a month. You go to privateinternetaccess.com slash big thing. So go on over there. Check it out. The link is in the description. Thank you to Private Internet Access for coming on as a sponsor. All right, let's move on over. Now, our next question here comes in from Tommy Hartsock. Do you think Dr. Afra will show up in one of these shows or possibly get her own show? She is my favorite character from the comics. So she's a great cam- character. There were rumors going around that she was going to get her own show. And there's rumors that I had heard about Cal Kestis yeah. also coming. So my thing of what I think, I do think what you just said before, I think that the higher-ups of Lucasfilm are terrified to do any character that's not mainstream. It's another reason why, what's going on with the Acolyte? Right, like, it's like no announcement no, at celebration. Okay. You just get a little bit of tidbits in that report that came out, but like, are they scared of that one too? Because yeah. it doesn't have any characters and it's so far away. Yeah. Like, what? Where are we going with this? I, stuff? And I feel like I don't understand. Again, I don't understand. I, you know, what we gotta do. We gotta just get jobs there and figure out what's going on. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, and then then we can just leave because we got other things to do. But right. the point is, when you have this formula, this like. I don't know, like, like I, could, I always think of it like, like the minor leagues and the major leagues in baseball where yeah. you have your farm system, I should say, farm system. Yeah. So you, you use your, now you got Mandalorian. Everyone loves Mandalorian. You got, you're going to have Ahsoka. Ahsoka is pretty beloved. Yeah. Use these beloved, you know, shows to introduce the tendrils into the next stuff. You're right. And that's what happened with, in the Marvel Universe, there's characters that I didn't really care about. Nobody cared about the Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. Before that movie came out, you know, but you figure out ways to introduce connective tissue and people will come along for the ride. Then just make something good. If you make them interesting, that, yes. and that was my, so that was one of my biggest um, concerns going into Obi-Wan with Reva, yeah. right? I like what Moses Ingram was doing at the end of that show. Yeah. Um, but the problem is that when you introduce a character, it doesn't matter who it was, you Anybody. introduce that yeah. character in that moment as just this inquisitor with this backstory, sure. when you said it before, the focus should have been on just Obi-Wan trying to figure out this PTSD with his friend and everything, yes. too. But you, st- you try to put together into this 
too I mean, many she, cooks. She, but there was this big story of yeah. you're trying to get us emotionally attached when we don't want to get there yet. Now, if you had put her in another show. Put her in Skeleton Crew. Put her in anything and, else. And anything else. Any, and, and that character. We would have loved her. Right. We would have loved her. And that her. same storyline of, or, or in a, you know, t- changing up just a little bit. But if you add that into it as one of these characters that you didn't know about her Dead. yet, or these brand new characters, but it's a matter of execution. It's execution. It's like, it's being honest too. It's like, if you tell people you're going to have pizza for dinner. Yeah. And then everybody's geared up. Oh, it's going to be great pizza. And then you said, oh, you know, how about tacos instead? Everybody loves tacos. Right. But if you were feeling pizza. You started to get excited about pizza. Yeah. It's not that you don't yeah. love tacos. I right. just wanted pizza. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Right. And so it's the same thing. Like, Obi-Wan is the one show I would have said of all the shows they had not to start playing around. You the keep, one right. you got. Right. But you but you know what they what was interesting? Yeah. When he goes in and, he, and he's looking at the wall and he goes, oh, Quinlan Super was here? cool. But like that's, that's how you because even the curiosity well mm. who's for someone like we've watched uh clone wars yes. we know so we, we knew right away yeah. it's quinlan voss but there's other people who are watching well who's quinlan and the excitement starts to get oh. there and even if there's like a little thing and you start to build that out that way that's how you start to uh, the, the way they did it with ahsoka and thrawn in mandalorian exactly. that kind of stuff is a way to piece it in when you just push a new no. character right away they got to deliver in such a way that they just like it's, like it's too much an example pressure. is Stranger Things season four. So when they bring in Eddie, Stranger Things in general, man, every time they always announce new characters that we always love. And, but so they but bring Eddie, in, yeah. and they bring in Eddie, and like, but Eddie had enough time uh. to really marinate throughout that entire season. By the time you get to the end and with, that, with everything that happens inside of that yeah. show. Yeah. You're on this journey already yes. with six episodes, and, and because that, season, that yeah. series, an hour and a half each Phenomenal. episode, gets so long. Obi-Wan did 30 minutes to tell the stories of the beloved characters you want to see and a brand new character. It wasn't enough time. Not only that, this is the fourth season of Stranger Things. Right. Like, right. we don't feel like we're being denied any time with our favorite characters. Right. So that's the other thing. You could put Reva in season two if there was a season two Obi-Wan. Right. Or whatever. Right. Like, it just... Any, and by the way, Reva is just a placeholder for any any new character, character. any yes. new character in in a in a ready established characters that you want to see. Like now, it's if you put Reva in the Mandalorian, There's fine, plenty of space. Because in the beginning, because in the beginning, as if she was first introduced, totally. whatever it might be, or totally. any new character, like the way that they did with uh, Cara Dune, when Cara totally. Dune shows up, it's like, well, who's that? Because yes. you don't know anybody, and you don't have any expectations of anybody. When you don't have any Correct. expectations of anybody. You have more of a, a canvas to, yeah. to play And people to play are more with. open to because we're going in with the exploratory yes. mindset. The mindset of Obi-Wan is, finally, I can't wait. Yeah, and you got that, but yeah. you had to like go through. And, and that was the problem is that you weren't attached enough. By the time you get to the end of that series, and they're switching back and yeah. forth between and Obi-Wan they had the sauce, man. and then Reva and, and Baru and Owen, you're like, yeah. fast forward this, yes. let's get to the fight. They had the sauce. I'm not even going to do any of the hot takes of people like, well, then why wouldn't he know what this is? And that, forget all that. Yeah. You had the moments where they, and I, dude, I am a, not a big fan of, the, of Anakin in the prequels at all. Yeah. I find it almost unwatchable. I loved him in the little bits we got. Me too. I thought, oh my God, they're going to do it. They're going to fix everything. They're going to repair the connective tissue. Those moments of them training, it should have been more of that parallels. Where were the lessons I was trying to teach him? Yeah. Where did we screw up? Yep. And here's an example of that. Yeah, and That's all you needed to do. And more Qui-Gon stuff. Qui-Gon is... Anyway, we could do three yeah, hours yeah, of this, yeah, but uh, yeah. we'll, do, we'll, do, uh, yeah. we'll do one more question, then Peter's got to... Put it on the Patreon. That's right. And by the way, just to answer this question, I think Dr. Yes. Aphra's show is a crazy missed opportunity if she doesn't show up soon. 
Yeah, I just think they're scared of of characters that yeah. not are yeah. not established yeah. inside of. I mean, yeah, she's established in comics, but it's a it is a smaller base than introduce you think. her somewhere, spe- sprinkle her in somewhere. I think introduce yeah. her first before yeah. you give her her yeah. own show and see how yeah. the audience give her responds. Some fun Agreed. Uh, let's see. I guess we just kind of answer. Oh yeah. no, 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 no. Jordan Victor. Anderson says, what would you like to see happen in an all Sith focused Star Wars movie or TV series? Okay, so that's a kind of a two part answer I think that you can give. The first, as far as movies go, what we were just talking about with the, I want to see the introduction of the Jedi and how eventually inside of that, how the first Jedi came to be, and inside of that, the Sith that started to form, it was almost like gremlins. You know that that start to turn, become evil. See the other side of it. Yeah. Believe that the dark side. It's like it's like it's this such is a, not that hard. No, it's like a play on politics we, today too. We know what we want, man. Like that, and that's a perfect way to do it. Yeah. A, a great way to do it is to show the origins of both. Yeah, and and again, show parallels, show lore, show it. Treat it like you're getting a glimpse into a religion in a in a civilization you're not familiar with. Like yep. when we watch Vice shows, you know about you know other cultures. That would be phenomenal. And then do it through the eyes of someone who just got inducted, as if it's like a going into a cult on both. Sides. Yeah, 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 and, and, and yeah. treat, and then, and then. By the way, you know, be really cool is don't be too judgy on either side in the show. Let people decide. Oh, I kind of see why you would go dark. Yeah, and, and or, I think or well, I kind of see the BS with the Jedi here. That's what they do so well in the books. Yes, um, with like the Darth Bane yeah. trilogy that was made. So I, I think that as far as a Sith show goes, that's why I want to hear more about the Acolyte. When you hear about the creator of yeah. the show, she's she is apparently from what they say like really diving into the lore yeah. and going into the Bane stuff and the Revan stuff Love and it. all that oh. stuff. Like, So I think that's what I would like to see. I want to see what she's working on and I want to see, I want to hear more about it. So I'm I'm curious because we didn't get to all these questions, yeah. but there's one about if we thought there's going to be any um, announcements from Star Wars at Comic-Con. I do not. I do not. I think if anything, we're going to D23. Agreed. And I think that if you get D23, what you're going to get there is the Got to stay away from the movie thing yeah. for now because there's no there's no answer to it. Hope we get some kind of information on Acolyte at D23. Something. I would love it. You know, what, Mike, what, I wonder, two points. What what if there's something in the Acolyte that's going to be introduced somewhere else that won't make sense until we see it introduced, right? And then, like, presenting it won't make sense. Although you could obscure certain things. The other thing is, what if something like Mando 3 and Skeleton Crew are going to push the tone a little bit darker? Yeah, right. And to make it so that when Acolyte shows up, we're not so like, whoa, this is dark, you right. know, on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, well, that's what know? I hope. And yeah. I, that's what I hope. Because you got to get dark. you got to get at least dark crystal dark. I always yeah. think about that. The Jim yeah. Henson dark tone. Let, at least let's get there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even even this, I just watched Never Ending Story again oh recently. Like, even going what Wolfgang Peterson did with that with the Norkins and, and, and all that stuff. Like, it would, you could really. Imagine an Atreyu level, the nothing level sequence with someone going into the bowels of the Sith lore. Yeah. Oh, we, going on Moraband and finally checking out that planet. We still we still really haven't seen that planet in I know, live action. I, I know. Don't think. Be, there, will be, there will be parades in the streets. <laughs> I'm serious. That's so, how united. Who knows? Yeah. Let's, let's see what happens. Anyway, all right, so Attack Peter, make sure you check him out yes. at San Diego Comic-Con. One more time, Peter, let them know exactly where they can find you and all that stuff. Just look me up anywhere online at Attack Peter. Right now, the big uh, thing to do is go to theattackpeter.com, theattackpeter.com, and sign up for notifications on the Kickstarter, which is coming next month. So much cool stuff is going to be in there. I can't wait to tell you more about it. And I'm going to put all that stuff in the link in the description here so you can check that out. Make sure, once again, guys, if you haven't done it already, please subscribe to the channel. Hit that subscribe button. Get us to 70000 by the end of the year. You can do it. You can do it. Let's 
do it. And Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere podcasts are found. We have a lot of stuff. And speaking of Comic-Con, I am going to be doing a lot of coverage. I know I'm not going this year, so I'm going to be doing uh, the trailer reactions and any big news that comes out and any of those types of things. So stay tuned to this channel. Make sure you have notifications on so you can see all the videos. I want to thank Peter for coming in. Thank you, We will see you guys soon. Good luck at Comic-Con. got it. And we'll talk to you guys very, very soon. The Jeep Wrangler 4xE. It's electrified. So you can boogie woogie woogie up a mountain, over creeks, or boogie woogie woogie through a desert where you get bit by a pit viper. So you boogie woogie woogie back to camp and ask your friends if they'll suck the snake venom out. When they say no, you boogie woogie woogie to the nearest hospital for a dose of anti-venom and boogie woogie woogie your way to a full recovery. The electrified Jeep Wrangler 4xE. Learn more at Jeep.com. Jeep is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC.